With me tonight are, let's go, Stephen first. Stephen Cameron, camshaft on the forums, owner of XboxAddict.com. And uh, Ken Lafreniere, uh, gamertag Alex1138. Adam Deliva, gamertag Variation. We're going to lead off the podcast tonight with a very important announcement. It is going to be a Halo Legends contest. Uh, Stephen, why don't you tell the fine folks more about it? Basically, we've got 10 copies of Halo Legends to give out, uh, courtesy of Warner Brothers. Uh, essentially, we got two Blu-ray copies and eight uh, standard DVD copies. So stay tuned throughout the entire uh, podcast to uh, look out for some keywords some of us are going to mention. And uh, stay tuned. It's, it's all gold. No. Go, go. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So there we go. Now... We want to discuss a bit about uh, Halo Legends. We discovered last week, or at least I discovered last week, that uh, Adam is a bit of a fanatic. A, a bit. A little bit. A bit. <laughs> That's the understatement of the year. You could say that. Well, let's see here. Adam, key word for the contest. Spartan. Alrighty. It's uh, It's interesting. It's It's... Different episodes done by different directors, and some of them are famous anime directors, like the guy that did uh, Dragon Ball and stuff like that. And uh, they all take their own take on a story and a different way of doing it. There's even one that's actually comical, which is not something you really see in the Halo universe. Um, There's even a really good um, backstory of the whole story of what Halo is and just everything around the whole universe, and there was even some stuff that I learned. So, I mean, that's how in-depth it is. Oh, wow. Would you say it's like Animatrix at all? or that Yeah, it's, or? it's exactly Animatrix, where it's different episodes done by different people, but it's and they make their own stories and stuff. It's, it's really cool. It's definitely worth checking out, even if you only played the game a couple times. I'm sure it uh, harkens back to the old uh, heavy metal... Uh a cartoon that we all saw back in the 80s, or maybe just I saw, but... Uh, just I, without I think, the boobies. <laughs> that's right. Oh, you stole my line. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it uh, if it stays faithful to the game and, and to the uh, the novels and all the other uh, add-ons to the genre, I think we're going to be all right. I saw a couple of episodes, and it looked incredible. Like, I just I just thought the production quality was really, really good. And it all varies. It's cool. One's really traditional anime style. The other is like 3D animation and everything. So it, it varies. It's really cool. How many episodes is there, Adam, in the whole... Uh, in- there's eight, I believe. In, in my humble opinion. It's probably the most interesting part uh, of this movie is the first two episodes and the final episode. But the first two episodes concentrate on the very beginnings of Halo, and I'm talking stuff that you got to be, you have to own every Halo book and comic on your shelf in order to know all this stuff. 
now, for the people who do own those things, maybe not as helpful. But for guys like me who just want to play the game and, you know, unless it has Master Chief in it, doesn't really care. Very interesting because I had no idea that all this stuff existed before the beginning of the universe. And, uh, I mean, outside of the little, you know, mentions here and there in the games, obviously, but uh, a great way to introduce fans and get them excited about uh, more Halo to come, especially with Halo Reach on the way. And uh, the final episode is all about Master Chief and his crew. Um, I think uh, before he gets frozen, like, Adam will know more of the specifics. I'm kind of playing, you know. Like, I'm like the Star Wars fan who knows what Han and Luke were doing, but as far as the characters in the background having names, like, I'm just like, I cares so uh but for me that last episode uh being completely cgi animated very action-packed uh and all about master chief uh it gives it a lot of weight i think for a lot of mainstream fans they're going to run into problems especially when they get to the episode uh i forget what it's called but it's basically about the the whole cloning of the spartans and uh the third project and things like that and it, it really slows down it uh it's a lot of anime creators trying to be too smart for their own good. And, uh, it, it, that's nothing against the Halo movie because they did it for the Animatrix. They did it for, uh, The Dark Knight when they did those direct-to-DVD things. They did it for the Pitch Black direct-to-DVD thing. Uh, I, I, I find that anime is too up and down and I'm wondering why when Warner Brothers has control of these things, they feel the need to like, oh, let's go overseas. You know, let's get this, uh, real crazy like and it you know there's a lot of good companies over here with really good talented people who would probably uh have a better impact on the halo universe as far as giving the mainstream audience which is what they need and want which is big explosions and you know cortana yeah i think it goes both ways because i mean yeah it would be cool to see a you know the full-length feature with the western producer and all that but I really enjoyed that episode with the the whole thing about the Arbiter and the whole, like, samurai-esque style it had to it. Um, I mean, yeah, everyone's going to have different tastes and stuff like that. There was one or two that I didn't find as interesting as, obviously, the you know the first and the last episode. But um, I think it was a nice change, especially that comedic episode. But it still sit, it still has weight in the whole universe. What do you guys think of the, the DVD? Recommend it or not? Absolutely. Buy it, buy it or shelf it. <laughs> highly, highly recommend it, and that's not just because I got you know mine for free in a pizza box from Warner Brothers filled with Halo toys. Yeah, <laughs> that was strange. Apparently, the people that lived in Toronto got an actual pizza. That was kind of strange. <laughs> I believe what is 2K Games' first uh, Xbox Live Arcade game, which is uh, Winter Bottom. I know it's longer than that. Help me out here, Adam. The Misadventures of PB Winter Bottom. There you go. Tell us all about about it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm anxious. Well, you you can go on the front page of the Xbox Attic and see the review if you want. Um, But it's basically, it's got that braid style of puzzle solving and there's slight um time manipulation you can make clones of yourself to figure out you know you can use a clone to step on his head to get reach further or you can use your clone to 
to hit him to reach something. Um, a really cool feature, though, is that you can you hold down the record button, and he, as you let when you let go, your clone will do exactly what you did over and over in an infinite loop. And so sometimes mm. you can have up to ten different clones doing different things to somehow get all the pies. And yes, the, the objective of the game is for Winterbottom to get all the pies in the level. Sounds like all of us in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very cool. It has a very artistic style to it. The music is beautiful in it. Um, it's it's an indie game that doesn't look like an indie game. Oh, wow. How many points is it? Uh, 800. Oh, that's oh, not that's bad. Good oh, that's good. That's good. No, it's, it's well worth it. And if you like Braid, you'll like this. Do you awesome. feel maybe, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, Teehee, that it's a little too much like Braid, or is there enough different there where people aren't going to be rolling their eyes and going, oh. It's it's different because there is some time manipulation, but it's not like Braid where half the puzzles were trying to rewind yourself and stuff like that. It's It plays mostly on the, the clone aspect and trying to figure out, you know, certain pies can only be captured by your clones, and then certain ones you have to do in certain order within a time limit. So, I mean, there's a lot of variety to it. Where I found Braid was more story-driven and stuff, where this just, it makes fun of itself. I mean, you're, you're capturing pies. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, for 800 <laughs> points, you can't go wrong. That's not bad. It's made by a company called The Odd Gentleman. Yeah, and this is their uh, first Based game. out of uh, Los Angeles, California. I'm just bringing up the Wikipedia page here. Their website actually looks pretty cool. Might be interesting. Oh, I like to... Sometimes, and it's funny about XBLA games not having too much extra content, whether it be for the size of, uh, you know, the download or the price, but it would be nice if we got more information out there because I watched a documentary recently about the creation of the game, and it's almost more interesting than the game. It was very inspired by old school, like, as in, like, Chaplin-esque movies and things like that, and uh, I mean, you know, I'm not that old, but it, it does appeal to me because I know the source material. But it is funny when, you know, kids walking out of the room and see this stuff and go, "What is that? Why is it in black and white?" Right, and, that, and that's usually my concern is is seeing these uh, games that almost approach a, an artistic level. You get worried about what's left, what's left for the actual gameplay. But from what I understand, this one actually pulls it off pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's cool. very artistic. I mean, putting it in context of a movie, it's Sin City was black and white, but look how artistic it was with it. I guess let's move on. Uh, what are we at here? Well, uh, a couple of us have been playing uh, 2K's newest uh, baseball game, which is MLB 2K10. Or, well, 2K Sports Major League Baseball 2K10. Uh, 10th anniversary edition. Wow, you've got a lot more patience than I do. <laughs> well, and I'll be 2K10. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I, I've actually had the, the pleasure of going through this one, and again, you can check out the review on the uh, front page anytime soon. And uh, I will say I, I was surprised by this game. I'm not generally a, uh, a baseball gamer. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd never know that, of course, looking at me, but... Um, it's certainly shocking. Uh, I was blown away by a lot of the visuals. The gameplay took some getting used to, absolutely. Um, trying to figure out when you're supposed to swing at that damn ball was uh, 
oftentimes frustrating, but once you get the hang of it, it was a lot of fun. So, you, but you're not a baseball fan in general, Ken? No, it's not. And this is, I think, one of the unique things I'm bringing to it is I'm not one that's played a lot of the um, baseball offerings that are out there. I've seen a few of them. I, I've kind of touched on a few. The last big one was uh, 2K8, and and I was really disappointed in 2K8. But this one here really kind of drew me in. I really enjoyed the my player sequence, mm-hmm. going through actually getting the uh, the chance to show off a little bit if you're able to pull off some of the uh, tricks. But yeah, I enjoyed it. In my mind, uh, a sport that boring. You know, it's not as though this comes with a coupon for a free case of beer or anything like that. Uh, but that aside, I remember back, way back in the older days, you had your, uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s, uh, super slugger, kick-ass baseball on the- I remember hardball. On the Super Nintendo. Oh, hardball. <laughs> there, there, there was, uh, back in the day, you know, baseball games were just about, you hit the ball, you run, you catch it, you throw, and that's it. And uh, it's funny watching sports games evolve into this ultra-realistic, we want to capture so much of the baseball game that you're not going to be able to tell reality from when you switch off your Xbox to when you turn on your satellite. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, graphics are incredible. 2- 2K and EA, I-, I don't know what deal they've made with the devil for this generation of sports games, but uh, when, you, when you put on a really nice, big, high-def TV and you can see sweat pouring down and, and watch them mouthing words to each other, and, and, and it's not, you know, it's not a cut-and-paste job here. They've got hundreds of players from around the league yeah, and everything's uh, unique. It's incredible. It, it's it's amazing, and um, it really does make you think about how how video games have evolved. And I think sports games do that better than most video games in general because you can go back even to the Xbox One and take a game like uh, like Black, for example, or uh, the final Splinter Cell, or even the Riddick games. And look at that and say, you know, that's almost as good as what we're able to put out on the Xbox 360, PS3 nowadays. But then you have these sports games and you're just like, there's no way. This is impossible. How can it get any better? And and uh, that's going to be a, a rough corner for everyone to turn on the next generation is how are they going to make these sports games better? My one complaint in all of that and all this praise and all this love is that... Uh, you know, when you're able to sit in front of the Wii and just swing your arms and hit something, it's a tiny bit more fun than to have to sit there and actually figure out, you know, where no, the I, zone is and, and what you got to do and the pacing and the timing. And uh, that's that's difficult to take considering you could go outside, pick up a stick and hit a rock. No, I agree with you entirely. I mean, this is uh, uh, 2K10 is definitely a stats lover's dream. I mean, you can... Uh, each player is updated daily and, and all their stats uh, once it gets into the league time I mean actual game stats are put into it um, which I think is actually a good point on uh, 2K Sports I mean they, they've got the bigs too out there it's still getting picked up regularly and it's more of an arcade-ish attempt at uh, baseball it's a lot looser, a lot more forgiving and, and I mean a little bit faster paced like I say, once I actually sat down and got into this title, I, I found it was definitely entertaining. I, I agree it's slow, but that's baseball. <laughs> I got a question for you, the both of you. 
uh, last year, uh, one of our guys did a review on 2K9, and his complaint was the roster. The rosters getting downloaded were were not updated, and they had bug issues and things like that. Is that still the case, or has that been fixed? Or I'm assuming it's been fixed, but... <laughs> Well, I, I certainly didn't see anything like that. It seems uh, perfectly succinct to me. Um, cool. But, I mean, I don't follow the game that closely, and uh, I know any of the big-name hitters or throwers, uh, outfielders, that sort of thing, I mean, they certainly excelled. Cool. Well, you know, it's not as old Babe Ruth is in here, so I, I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, if they had a team with, like, Babe Ruth and Willie Mays, I could tell you one of them was missing, but, like, nowadays... Uh, I mean, we're in Canada for cripes' sakes. We just won the gold, you know, medal in hockey. That's right. Baseball should go to the back burner for now. I actually mentioned <laughs> that in my review. I mean, we're Canadian. Give us a hockey game. <laughs> so, recommended or not? Thumbs yeah, up, absolutely. Down. As long as, you, as long as you love baseball, then yes. All right, Mike, I want your keyword of this contest. The password is cutter. I'd like to talk about a very delicate subject. Well, let's let's uh, hold Don't on. Don't worry, let's that rash will this. clear right up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to talk about Dante's Inferno. Now, not just because of the game, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. Now, I've been playing Dante's Inferno. I played... Um, I, I, I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys my sort of a verbal review here, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about how I felt I got gypped on this game. Now, although I didn't buy it, I feel sorry for the people that forked out the $60 for this thing. Basically, uh, Dante's Inferno, on Metacritic right now, it's averaging a 72%. And it's pretty much on the money because it's extremely repetitive. I played this thing on easy. I was at boss fights that felt like trash mob. Basically, I was at a boss fight, and I'm like, oh, that was a boss? And it had this big cinematic thing, and you know, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, going, okay, maybe it'll change. And this was on an easier mode, I, I granted. It's not on normal, it wasn't on super hard, but I can't imagine this thing being that much harder. Basically, the thing was rinse and repeat. It, there was no mix-up in the game, and and they actually flew me out to San Francisco to fly this, to, to, not to fly this game, but to play this game. And... Oh, it showed so much promise. They showed us all the the backstory. They they gave everybody the one of the, the one of the sins a thing. Like I got a chest with one of the deadly sins with a bunch of money for the greed sin, and it had the book uh, Divine Comedy in it with a bunch of money shoved in there. I uh, thought the, the the marketing of the game was extremely interesting. Oh, it was absolutely, and they showed us like footage and their plans and i mean they were selling you know chocolate milk straight out of the cow kind of thing it was an amazing thing it was you know a bad analogy maybe there but it was you know i got back this was back in may and i saw it again at pax i think adam was there running around the show floor with me and saw it there also yep. and i mean let's face it adam what do you think when you saw it there um it looked cool. Um, that was before there was a playable demo or anything, really. But it, when I first saw it, it looked pretty cool. It reminded everybody probably of God of War from the PS2 there, and 
And that's cool. And the whole thing, when I played it, I put the controller down and I scrolled in the menu. And at the bottom, it said downloadable content. And it had this sales pitch for a whole new facet of the game that's going to be DLC. Now, why can't games put stuff in the game? I know they want to pre-release it you know, beforehand, but I got a problem nowadays that companies are starting to do this. They give you three quarters of a game and they expect you to pay 60 bucks for it. And then four months later, they go, ta-da, a co-op campaign, boom. And you're kind of, then they want to either, either I, I'm not quite sure if this Dante's Inferno add-on is going to be money or not, but I'm assuming if I know EA, that they charged people for play-by-play Madden things for so many points that they're going to bleed people for money for this thing. And I'm not bad-mouthing EA, but good God, you know. No, you got you've got a really good point there. I mean, uh, we saw it. We've seen it more and more. I mean, uh, Force Unleashed had it, and now Assassin's Creed really was for me was the big one because you you play through all these different episodes and right in the middle of it, you're missing two episodes, and you're kind of wondering okay, which ones were they again, Ken? Uh, it was twelve and thirteen, hmm. and and I couldn't figure out for the life of me why it just skipped over, and then. Sure so they enough, were just so. missing, completely yeah, gone. I didn't exactly. play through Assassin's Creed, but they were just gone. Just gone. Yeah. And then a month later, <laughs> sure enough, the two episodes are coming out for downloadable content. What I are mean, these people thinking, really? Uh, I will say, for Assassin's Creed 2, it was kind of nice because the game was long enough. It was certainly enjoyable. It was it was great and to go back into that uh, that game. I'm looking forward to it. But... If the game hadn't been as strong as it was, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I'd certainly be looking for uh, some payback. There's, I don't know. There's, there's a fine line that the developers also have to do because obviously they need to make money, yes, and DLC is you know, pure profit for them. But at the same time, they need they need a way to get you back into their game after two three weeks when you're done with it. They need, that's their way of trying to get you back. So, I mean, I understand their part of it as well. I'll give you guys an example of this, this DLC thing, and I'll, I'll let you chime in there, Mike, because I'm sure you're itching at the bit there, the, chomping at the bit to, to, to put in the, what, what I, I find is the a problem is when it looks like it's completely missing from the game, like this chapters thing, where it's, it looks like they took a cookie cutout, went remove, and then they go here, release. Like, give me an example, like motocross, when it's MX versus ATV, for example, they put out the racing game and there's some track, and then later on they give you more track. It's not as, maybe they're kind of doing the same thing, but at least it's not a blatant, obvious thing where they've made a series of tracks, let's say, and they've yanked out two important ones that you look like there's a hole there almost, in a sense. You know, what do you think, Mike? Well, I may be a simple small-town lawyer, but uh, I do know a few things about business, and right now, business is good. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the biggest problem in all of this, you want to know what it is? Keep it a secret between us. It's people like us, willing to flip the five freaking dollars, willing to go out there and say, Hey, look at this first thing of DLC from 2005. It's horse armor. You can't see it. It doesn't do anything, but I'll pay for it because they told me to. And that was the beginning of the end. I mean, yes, I, I totally agree with Adam. Not even devil's advocate that they are 
right now, EB, Activision, not the little guys, the big guys, are in a fight to the death with GameStop, Electronics Boutique, whatever other trade-in businesses exist out there, because you can walk into EB today, and they will have a giant sign saying, buy Halo Reach. If you don't like it, return it within a month, and we'll give you a full refund, and how can you win as a business against that when you've got the, like, that's like Walmart saying, buy $100 in toilet paper. You, it doesn't wipe right, bring it back. You know, like, <laughs> it just doesn't exist anywhere else. I need and, to see that return aisle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, and, uh, it's stinky. <laughs> and, uh, it, it sucks. I mean, you can sit there and, like, you know, I'm not one of these people who holds anything against EA for being rich beyond our wildest dreams. I mean, it's a business. That's what they're there to do. So when when half the stores you're selling in are going, okay, we're going to kind of sell them but not sell them, they've got to come up with a, stra- a strategy, and, and this is a pretty decent one. And especially EA's got a, their, their head really wrapped around it because uh, even some of the stuff they're giving away, actually most of the stuff they've given away this year in their games has been completely free but only good one time. So only the original purchaser is able to use it. So when you're going to, you know, go trade in to go get a new controller or something, you're taking a double take going, well, if I trade this in, I'm losing out on a lot of time and content that I've enjoyed. So, uh, I, I get it. Now I hate it when it does seem like, like your example of ATV MX was perfect because I'll tell you one thing, especially with a game, a company like THQ that's kind of on the edge right now. They are not waiting to see the sales on MX versus ATV to bring the team back to redesign new tracks. Those things were all done way ahead of schedule within oh, of course. budget. And, you know, that, that, that to me is a total and utter ripoff because these same companies were selling us games that were, you know, how long did it take us to finish every type of Mega Man game back in the day because Capcom couldn't sit there and say, well, you know, we're only going to sell you four hours now and four hours later. It's like, that was it. You, you had your chance. The games were being developed within a certain time and budget, and if people didn't like it, out the door. I guess DLC is kind of like one of those taking advantage things where some people are doing it legitimately in a sense where here we're giving you real content, and then you got the other guys that are going, well... We've got it in our cards. We're just going to milk them for more money and yank out stuff that's in the actual layout of the game and we'll just withhold right. that's, that's X, Y, and Z. Standards. You know? No standards. There's no bar set. There's no. That's right. It's if free for all. If you're Activision, why wouldn't you sell um, three pack maps of Modern Warfare Two? Right. Well, and it makes sense, but I mean, again, they're. I guess in that case, like when you get a game like Modern Warfare 2, I don't feel like that's half a game. I don't feel like no, they've ripped me off in any way. Um, and I agree with that. My biggest problem is companies, like, and I don't want to be on a THQ hate because I love THQ and I love their franchises and they're super nice people over there. Mm-hmm. But like when you, I'm not a wrestling fan, but the other day I was on the marketplace and they're selling individual wrestlers for a dollar a pop, guys like Stone Cold and stuff. And it's like, you know, that, that, that's kind of rough. I mean, that, that's all stuff that we've come to expect after almost, you know, two decades of games of that type. And now they're, you know, pulling a bait and switch because if I, and you know, again, if I was a parent 
at Christmas time walking into a store and seeing a brand new wrestling game, I would expect that well, the, the wrestlers, my kids, or my husband or wife, or you know, in my case, my wife, she's not a big wrestler. You have a husband? Oh my god! Well, that's none of your business. I think you stay out of my personal. <laughs> uh, you walk in and you expect, well, then this character is going to be in this game, and it's like then you get at home, and and what about those people who don't get, aren't even on the net? I have a feeling they're flooding the market and they're probably seeing what works and what they can get away with. In the they're end, just going, boom, let's do all this stuff and let's see if we get backlash for X, Y, and Z and ABC, we didn't. Okay, so let's stick to A, B, and C. It's less trouble for us or whatever. You in know. the end, this is a two-part experiment, or three-part experiment. Number one, to see how many times people can be <laughs> screwed over Suckered. before they start complaining. Uh, number two, to see how they can battle uh, EB and GameStop and piracy. And number three, to prepare us for the next generation of systems where everything's going to be downloadable and they sell you games by the five-minute chunk. And by the time you buy Halo 5, you're going to end up spending $125 on a four-hour game. So, uh, you know, God bless them. You know, uh, I can honestly say that I'll still be sitting at home playing an old copy of Halo 2 if that's what they want to pull. Well, here, Ken, give us your little keyword here for the contest. Bum, bum, bum. Well, it's not bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it's not bum, bum, bum. It's actually snaky. Well, basically, I want to talk about Battlefield Bad Company 2 a little bit. The demo? demo. The demo, yeah. Adam, what was your yeah, response? Play the, play the demo. Mike? I lo- yeah, I played it, and I could tell you that uh, I'm going to be grabbing it this week. I loved it. What about uh, you, Adam? I, I enjoyed it. I'm wondering if I enjoyed it because I'm tired of Modern Warfare, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's, it's the perfect timing to release it, to be honest. Because there's yeah, that fatigue yeah. is there, and the maps for Modern Warfare haven't come out yet. So, I mean... They've got the the prime date to release it. It's funny because uh, Battle, uh, Bad Company One was a was a big hit and did really well. And one of the things I loved about Bad Company One, and you're going to laugh, well, not Stephen, he'll get it, is uh, the design of the box, the the battlefield or the gold edition the, one. Well, both of them. I just loved the big grenade with the happy face and yeah, the title in big black letters, all in white. I'm a white space junkie, so when you could design something nice that sticks out on the shelf and people would just be like, whoa, that looks cool. There's a cool. bunch of people on our community that actually made a few faceplates with that design on it. It looked pretty cool. It, it it's awesome. And so the reason I, I, I dislike this new Battlefield right off the bat, outside of it being an awesome game, is that uh, everyone, them and the new Medal of Honor, is ripping off the Modern Warfare packaging. They just got, you know, a silhouette of a soldier coming towards you and then the, the name. And it's like, you know, it's its own franchise. You don't need to really ride the coattails. But uh, what they did right. As they far see as dollar signs, man. They see the cha-ching and they're like, oh, brainwash. Well, like, yeah, I mean, and I don't blame them. It's they're just, like lemmings jumping off a cliff, man. As a fan, I just wish they had like maybe, I don't know, two grenades with smiley faces or something. <laughs> but uh, the game itself is excellent. I, I never 
could imagine that as a player you would be that in that much control of destruction on screen and they've done a really good job because even when you play i mean and again i'm a huge modern warfare fan uh you know tables should definitely be able to explode and blow up if a missile launcher hits it and uh in this game it does when i tried it it was broken <laughs> when they flew me out there and stuff so i didn't have anything positive to say about it at the time but the demo it's locked down to what it? i think it's one map isn't it yeah and then basically that map works great we i tried three other maps over and above what's on the demo and those were kind of rough and I didn't feel writing about it was going to be cool. I had nothing really great to say about it because they were broken. But from what I tried, the map that's on the demo, they had that one polished for the PS3 at the time. And it was already on the PS3 network because they had exclusivity. Hey, by the way, you guys did hear about the PlayStation Network crashing on the weekend? Hear about yeah, it? I'm, I'm not surprised. It went down in flames, apparently, on the weekend. So. Listen, I've got two PS3s. I went running between the two of them, playing with all the connections, making sure everything was okay. Thank God it didn't affect uh, Blu-ray player, but don't try and play a game, man. Oh, really? Was that bad? Yeah, it, it affected uh, offline games. <laughs> wow. Can you believe that? Epic failure. Crazy. It, it was insane, and to, you mm -hmm. know, and... I'm not going to play fanboy. I love all my Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox brothers and sisters. But uh, now all us PS3 owners feel the pain of the Red Ring. But imagine the Red Ring happening to everyone in the world at once. Oh, my God. Because it was everybody. It wasn't just... Oh, oh yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Battlefield when it comes out next week, next podcast. That kind of thing when everybody's had time to blow each other up to the smithereens and stuff and... I just wanted to get everybody's impression on the demo, and I think Ken wanted to talk a bit about Alan Wake, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. You know what, I, I just, I want to make sure that anybody that's out there that isn't pumped up about the idea of Alan Wake coming to the, finally... Coming that game's a long time coming, man. Holy mackerel. We're over five years. First announcement was E3 2005. Wow. That's insane. Like Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah, but Duke Nukem's never going to show up. So we actually Duke have a release never. date. We have a release date for Alan Wake. Uh, and, and you know what? From everything I've seen, everything I've heard, everything I've read, I want, I want to say I'm only pumped up because I've been watching it for five years. But I'm not. It really showcases a, a, a new approach. It's kind of got a, a Max Payne feel to it. it it's it, the um, developers are work hand in hand with Max Payne and Rockstar Vancouver, of course. Um, but bringing all that together for me personally, it, it's reminding me a lot of the old uh, King's Quest or, or Police Quest series and. Well, the same people that did Max Payne, which was Remedy, did right. uh, Alan Wake. So, yeah, they're in good hands there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and putting this kind of commitment, I know that uh, before Microsoft uh, stepped in, uh, Remedy had already spent $7 million in developing this this game. So, um, Here, let me read you the plot from Wikipedia. Alan Wake, a best-selling writer has not written anything in over two years. Now his wife, Alice, brings him to the 
uh, idyllic small town of Bright Falls to recover his creative flow. Uh, when she vanishes without a trace, Wake finds himself trapped in a nightmare. Uh, word by word, uh, his latest work, a thriller he cannot even remember writing, is coming true before his eyes. Interesting stuff. I'll tell you, if it wasn't for women, us guys would have no games to play. Yeah. How, how is it that we're always chasing to try to save a woman in these games? Man. Mario and... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to this coming out, and I think uh, anybody who has a chance, I- I'm sure we're going to see demos, everything else. May 18th, man. Yep, it's coming fast. May 18th. Mark the calendar. I've been waiting for it, too, so it looks fantastic. <laughs> What do you, Adam, what do you think? Uh, hopefully you're not uh, left yet, but... <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm stoked. The, the the collector's edition also looks really cool. and just You're the, the collection whole... edition master. Wasn't oh, Bioshock yeah. this big friggin' box or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's this one going to be, a big book or... It looks Blast like a, a big novel. It looks really cool. It so, looks very interesting, and I like how it's not... Because I've been playing uh, a bit of the heavy rain there. And uh, like I was saying to you guys before, up until about a month ago, I wouldn't have known the difference between the two. And now that I've actually started to play Heavy Rain and look more at Alan Wake, it, it's such a, a night and day difference because Heavy Rain is very much based in like a film noir, uh, realistic environment. But uh, I love the take Alan Wake is going, almost uh, Twin Peaks meets Lost type thing, uh, which is, you know, it's always appealing, at least the first season is. Um but that all brings me back to Adam. Uh, I finally saw that photograph everyone's been bragging about. <laughs> and uh, His just, stash of Halo stuff? I just wanted you to know that, uh, you know, we, we all here have friends at Microsoft, and you shouldn't be advertising photos like that. Because, I mean, trucks turn over all the time, quote-unquote. <laughs> but you, no human being needs eight copies of the uh, Halo helmet. The kitten dies. Well, maybe maybe you don't need eight of them. By the way, I need, I need one of them at least, so uh, I'll leave you my address later. And keep in mind, that's only Halo stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've seen pictures, little bits of his other stuff. Like, good God, man. Like. <laughs> but we're talking about Alan Wake. Are we done? Is it, we're all excited. We've yeah, got, we're on board. Yay, uh, Alan Wake! Alan Wake's going to be pretty cool, so that's awesome. Any other cool? Oh, oh pardon my. Yeah. my spark. Bleep, bleep. Meh, meh. <laughs> sure thing, boss. <laughs> Sorry, that thing. just came out. <laughs> Any other topics we'd like to cover? The other thing you wanted to talk about specifically outside of the uh, Halo Legends contest was that uh, you are able to hook up some of your readers with uh, blur beta keys. Yeah. Beta keys. I've we've got a hundred blur beta keys. Probably the staff of Xbox Addict. I'll hook everybody up with one with that. Probably. So actually, like what <laughs> ninety-two left. <laughs> but I think we'll be able to cover most of our community with a Halo. Uh, not a Halo key. Uh, oh. Halo key. No, no, I didn't say Halo. Uh, everybody, write that down. Milk truck. I said blur key. <laughs> Halo, everybody rushing in. Uh, <laughs> I've got Blur beta keys. Uh, I saw this thing at PAX. It was very neon-ish, this game, when I played it. 
very nighttime neon fast paced but it reminded me reminded me of Mario Kart a whole bunch but with nicer realistic graphics which is kind of cool so we'll see what happens with it I, I'm uh, I'm optimistic I'm thinking where they're giving up these tons of beta keys is to have large amounts of racing basically going on and have it flawless so it'd be pretty cool so we've got that and I'll explain maybe the last keyword. For the the Halo thing is Cortana, and I'm going to explain the details of the contest giveaway we're doing. Is these are the requirements? Essentially, you need to have ten forum posts. You need to send me a private message in the forum with all four keywords that were mentioned in the podcast. And essentially, I've got two Blu-ray copies. The first two people that send me a message that want. The Blu-ray versions uh, will get them, and everybody else will get a standard DVD uh, version of Halo Legend. So I don't think I left out anything. On uh, the and, and staff are eligible? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I, need, nope. I, need I was going to say, Adam's <laughs> already got 10 copies. I don't want to get hate mail of the whole thing was fixed, and, <laughs> no, and start getting death threats. Uh, no thanks. As far as the uh, Blur beta keys, uh, essentially, I will be handing those out like candy, basically, in the forums. So, essentially, I'll probably be posting a few every day. Um, or I will just post the entire list of the 100, and it'll be a free-for-all grab bag, and when they <laughs> run out, they run out. I mean, that's probably the, the best thing to do, right? I'm begging you, please do that, because that will be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, people going through the codes, and I'm sure the community we have, it will go really fast. You know what I mean? So... I think just putting those on there, if I put maybe 20 a day, I mean, for the next week, our community would be covered, and I can Twitter the whole thing, too. So it should be pretty cool. I think Activision's doing a cool thing by giving us these keys and uh, for the community and stuff like that, so it'll be pretty awesome stuff. So. I don't I don't envy you having to type out 100 codes. No, cut and paste, my friend. Ah. <laughs> well, we've got to support a little company like Activision because if we don't support the independent developer, yeah, right. who will? Well, basically, Blur, uh, if you guys didn't know, um, they're the people that made Project Gotham. Uh, bizarre, right? Yeah, Bizarre wow. Creations out of England there with their big heavy-duty accent. Sold. Well, you know, it's been two years since uh, Burnout. We need another really nice arcade racing game. Yeah, well, basically, uh, Project Gotham was okay, but this takes it up a notch. It makes it more fun. Like I said, I've played it. It is a lot of fun. Uh, controls really good. Even at PAX back in September, this thing controlled really good. I think what they're doing now is honing the gameplay and getting the network code turned out and with these beta keys and getting all the tweaking done with server load and all that stuff. It should be pretty interesting, so cool beans right there. Anybody else have any other topic? I've got to throw a quick shout-out for uh, the Control Freak uh, controller. I've been promoting these things, and I think they're just great. certainly improves. Those are little uh, plastic things on the thumbs. That's right, yeah. Uh, controlfreak.com, spelled with a K. Just check them out. The, the FPS Shooter Freak uh, units have been on my machine, my controller, since I got them, and I wouldn't be surprised if the next round of controllers come out 
another inch taller, which is essentially what this does for the analog sticks. Anyway, make sure to check out the, out the website. So is it, is it kind of like high enough where it's almost like an N64 stick sticking up? Almost, almost, yeah. And, uh, and That's awesome. Really, I mean, <laughs> what, uh, it, it eliminates that cramping that everybody goes through. It uh, extends the playability, so you're able to make uh, more precise movements. And yeah, I know, I know it was an instant change in my playability. Cool. And at my age, I need all the advantage I can get. Yeah, they don't make controllers with walkers. No, not in <laughs> Oh, ouch. <laughs> did you did you cry a little when the actors just sent you a copy of Tony Hawk? <laughs> I can't use it. That's no, right. the other thing I want to talk about real quick is what's coming on future podcasts, other than reviews and the, the conversations that we have here on the show. We're going to have community members be guests. In nice. other words, people that participated and have made Xbox Addict what it is today. These people that that these are gamers. We're regular gamers off the street. I mean, what makes our opinion that much more glorified is beyond me, but these people will, and I know they will have interesting topics, chip on their shoulders, whatever they want to do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to put stuff out in the forums and things like that and get some of these people. All you need is Skype, a decent headset, and you're good to go. We uh, go on and uh, have a good roundtable. Well, we'll have the other good stuff. So that's a wrap-up. Very cool. I want. I wanted to thank Stephen, Ken, and Adam for having a new Blake me on here. Thanks for joining us, guys. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks. Special thanks go to Brent Robert and Mike Cutting. <laughs> what a fight.